Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Team Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, the head of the table, R.C. Carlton, and I am going solo today because we have some major, major news, and I didn't know if we would ever see this day, but Phil Brooks better know as CM Punk has been fired with calls by Tony Khan and the company AEW. I thought they'd be able to work this out. I thought all the concessions they made, having Dynamite basically be one crew and having Collision being another crew, I thought that would work. If we go to the original problem, Last year at All Out, they have so many pay-per-views, All Out, All In, all this stuff. But at All Out, Punk was very frustrated with the Whisper campaigns, the politics that were going on. He had the match with Moxley. He went off in the press conference. He basically said, hey, if you got a problem with it, come see me. The Bucks and company did. A fight ensued. They were both suspended. Punk was out longer because he had an injury. Now, part of the problem is Tony Khan. It's been said ad nauseum, but it's true. Any boss, anywhere, if your employees have a physical fight, if your employees have a public conflict, you have to get them all in a room to talk. And it was rumored right before the pay-per-view that they were supposed to get together and talk, but they did not, and it was canceled. And the rumor is that on the Young Buck side, it was canceled by them. But again, that's crisis management. That's employee management 101. You got to get both sides in the room and talk and see if you can find common ground. Tony also lets the Bucks and Omega and anybody with the elite and hangman manipulate him constantly. And it's not as obvious. Whereas Punk is dominant and almost a bully. So you got people with strong wills and opinion. One goes under the table. One is very political. One is sneaky. One is giving Metzler, uh, Dave Metzler, all this information while Punk is doing it all publicly. It's a mistake to do it publicly. When he was suspended, he went on Instagram and talked about Moxley. He talked about it after the pay-per-view. This stuff should have stayed in-house. He was not professional. There's no excuse for that. On the other other side, the Bucks are constantly manipulating, constantly giving information to the dirt sheets, constantly working Tony Khan. And Punk had never dealt with it where the Buck didn't stop with the boss. And he really didn't. And so then you give, basically give Punk Collision, which I thought was a really good show. I thought Collision from start till until last week, which a mess, was the best wrestling television show on television in America. Consistently, I thought I could watch the whole episode. I can't watch all of SmackDown unless Roman's on there, and I'm getting tired of that. I definitely can't watch all of Raw, just bits and pieces. And Dynamite is hit or miss most of the time. Honestly, it's a miss. 
I watch the segments sometimes with Orange Cassidy, all the time with MJF, MJF. And of course, now that he's with Adam Cole, you watch that too. Um, if Samoa Joe were to come on there in the past, Dynamite, just people I'm interested in, if Christian Cage, even though those people went to collision. But in general, that's when I would watch Dynamite. But a lot of stuff is just not watchable to somebody like me. So that part was really cool. And then we go to what happened at the pay-per-view. Well, we go back. Because on Collision, they wanted a more traditional or a less, I want to say traditional. Because Jim Cornette in the 80s and 90s traditional. This is a more cohesive, a less high spot fest, less indie influence, I will say. More of a mainstream wrestling influence. And it made the show tight. It was good. Had a lot of callbacks. Sometimes AEW is the best of what we lost when the WWE had a monopoly. Sometimes, I mean, we lost WCW. Sometimes AEW is just the indie, ridiculous nonsense fest. And it's cool when you master two. If you have too much of either one, sometimes it can be bad. That's part of what Adam Cole and MJF, MJF give you because you got Adam Cole encouraging MJF to do a dive and MJF's more old school. So you're getting a little bit of both. And that's one of the many things that make them special. But we go back to Collision. We have Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Evidently, he's going to use glass. And the story that I've heard and seen recited many times is several people wanted Jungle Boy not to use real glass they go to cm punk cm punk confronts him they have an argument cm punk sets him straight first mistake to make cm punk a locker room leader like he can give advice on the side but to actually be a leader if you hear punk if you hear booker t cm punk used to call himself a locker room leader in the wwe and a lot of the people in the wwe including booker t thought that was laughable cm punk like the bible says Thinks a little more highly of himself than he ought. He's really good. He's really special. But he's not as good as he thinks he is. And if you go back to that Triple H interview, his idea of change is for him to be on top, for him to be on, in control. And he was like Hogan. And he was like Cena. But even though Cena, probably less political, but he was like Hogan. And... When he was on top, he was the same thing that he accused others of. And this happens throughout life. You have dictators and they say, oh, yeah, or revolutionaries. Oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of this dictator. And then when you become not only not the revolutionary anymore, but the guy in control, the guy in charge, you become just like the dictator. And the same thing is going on with Punk. So he goes to Jack Perry, supposed to be over. Jack Perry can't use the real glass. I didn't watch it, but evidently. There was real glass. There was a car of some sort at the pay-per-view on the pre-show zero hour, they call it. And it, it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like he dropped, he backdropped, hook into it or vice versa. But anyway, real glass was used on the way out to the damn pre-show. Jack Perry says something about the glass. And that's the last we actually saw, even though they say there's footage. Punk and Jack Perry, confl- uh, there's, a conf- there's a conflict, there's a confrontation. It's said that maybe Punk said 
something like, do you have a problem with me? They scuffle. CM Punk gets the advantage, uh, like a, a rear face lock. He kind of, it's like a headlock, but you're facing forward. That's what I understand. Somewhere in there, he reportedly lunged at Tony Khan, Dave Metzler says. And I don't think you can control, I don't think you can trust Dave. He's biased. Uh, I'm sure in the middle of a fight, maybe Punk did have some words for Tony Khan. You can't do that to your boss. So yeah, maybe that's worth firing. But he should have got it straight. The fact that Punk would say the things he said at the press conference in front of Tony Khan. He just had no respect for Tony Khan as a man. He might have liked him, but he had no respect or he wouldn't do these things. Lunch, he said lunged was not enough to describe it. This is Dave. When you lunge at someone, you are trying to do them damage. Lions and tigers and bears lunge at their prey. So that already describes, I don't know what more there is than a lunge. Generally speaking, when you lunge at somebody, you grab them. It's not from far away. You're just going toward them with force. So did he grab Tony Khan? But anyway, Tony Khan said in his statement, which was like monotone and almost drugged up a hostage uh, video, it seemed like, that he feared for his life. But one, Tony Khan hasn't been to enough wrestling shows. If he's gone, this is what he said, that all the wrestling shows he's ever been to is the first time he feared for his life. If Tony Khan has been to all those wrestling shows that he says all over the world, he should have feared for his life a little bit more because wrestling shows can be crazy. And especially if you're backstage of one running one. Can you imagine if someone stepped to Vince? Would he ever get on TV and say he feared for his life? Hell, Vince says he gave Bret Hart a free shot at the Montreal Screwjob. Tony Khan is not masculine enough to run a wrestling company. Imagine Bill Watts saying that. Imagine Dusty Rhodes saying that, that he felt that his life was threatened. Jim Cornette, Paul Heyman, none of these guys would say, my life was threatened. You totally lose all credibility in the locker room. You've got to kind of be a tough guy to run a wrestling company. You're dealing with all kinds of hooligans and ruffians. Think about the NFL. You think a coach, those coaches that get in people's faces say, I feared for my life. It's insane that he he works in this testosterone-filled industry and he's such a punk. I like Tony. I like what he's brought to the table, but he's a very weak personality. He has a very brittle soul. Anyway, they did an investigation. I don't know what kind of investigation you need to do if the guy assaulted you or threatened to assault you, but they evidently there's a discipline committee and there was an independent investigation and they decided unanimously that Punk should be fired. And like I said, it's ultimately on Tony Khan. Punk is toxic, and then Punk came to a very toxic environment, and he couldn't handle it. He could not handle the lack of organization, the lack of responsibility, the lack of professionalism, and the lack of accountability. And he acted like the asshole that we all know he can be. On the, To be fair, 
all those things. And I was on Punk's side, but I listened to his first podcast after WWE with Colt Cabana. And some of the things he said that were problems were just pettiness on his part. Brock Lesnar got to wear the sponsor t-shirt. Okay, he's Brock Lesnar. You're not. He didn't get to main event WrestleMania. Okay, they're John Cena and The Rock. You're not. Now, the injuries, yeah. Doesn't sound like he was taken care of very well. But a lot of the things that he said were petty gripes and things he wanted. Not necessarily unfair. So, and I saw Randy Orton uh, interview with him a while back. So that's just CM Punk's thing. He's going to complain. But it gets to a different level when there wasn't a governor on him, when there wasn't a structure, a corporate structure, and there wasn't professionalism. He just lost it. And where do we go from here? Would Phil even go to WWE? I think after all this time and seeing what's happened, I think he would. That's speculation on my part, but he might come to appreciate it and the, the, the temptation of one more run. And then on the other side, would WWE want him? I say no, especially with Triple H running things. I think that you would literally have to have Vince McMahon intercede to get Punk back on that roster. Would he do it? But he's always had a soft spot for Phil. So if you look at the interview he had on the Stone Cold uh, Broken Skull sessions, he talked about Phil being a little antisocial. He talked about Phil having problems dealing with people. But he also said that a lot of people have left. And they've come back. Ultimate Warrior sued Vince. Hulk Hogan testified against him and went to a company and basically tried to put him out of business. Uh, Bret Hart came back, and we know the history of them. Shawn Michaels, even though he loved him, had all kinds of problems. You can go over and over and look at guys that have come back. Now, Triple H doesn't have that history. And if there's business to be done, maybe he would do it, but he and Punk don't like each other. There's no match that can be made between the two of them. What's the dream match? Roman Reigns? Is Punk just going to come back to job out to somebody? So that, that's interesting. Who would CM Punk feud with? Does he try to get Cena while he's still there? Do you do something with Rey Mysterio, which I don't think would be big enough at this point? So it's not as cut and dry as it could be to some fans. I personally don't think we'll see CM Punk for any kind of prolonged run. Maybe it'll be when he's way out of his prime. I do think maybe... In a few years, they'll put him into the Hall of Fame. But I honestly don't think we will see CM Punk in the WWE. I want to, but I don't think we'll see him anytime soon where he can do anything viable. Maybe he'll come back at the end like Kurt Angle and not be himself. But this is our emergency CM Punk Gets Fired podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Participate in the groups. Give us five stars and follow us at Facebook backslash a kind of bomb.